want to live the life you want, well, then you need to figure out who you even are. This is about progress, and you are listening to episode 142, Be True to You. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Welcome back. First, didn't you adore last week's episode? It was our new series called Dear Progressor, and it includes notes from our fellow progressors there. And I still cannot get over last week's episode when we got to hear all of those sound bites sent in by you throughout the last month. And today we are going to dive into our new month's topic. Last month was New Year, New You, and how you really can change. And this month will be sort of a continuation on that theme. But before I unveil it, I wanted to share about my free social media challenge. I think a lot of what gets in the way of us changing and becoming a better version of ourselves that we talked about so much last month can stem back to our social media habits. Do you have poor self-esteem, an ability to focus, trouble staying on target, avoiding your kids or your responsibilities or your work? It's time to evaluate how your use of social media is getting in the way of your life. I have a free email mini course for you called the Social Media Challenge, and it's on my website at aboutprogress.com free. It's a five-day, five-mini lesson approach to honing in on five doable ways you can shift how your phone is getting in the way of your life in a big way. You sign up on that link. Again, it's aboutprogress.com free, and the lessons are sent directly to your inbox. And here's what one participant said about... Um, doing the mini course with me. She said, I learned that you can't change a habit in just a few days. Duh. That's what she said. (laughs) Not me. Thanks for giving me some insights and some tools I can use so I can keep moving forward and so that I can keep trying to improve every day. I just need to keep remembering the phrase, it can wait. Thanks. That phrase is one of the many lessons. And like I said, I teach you a little lesson and then you have um, an assignment. Since I'm a former teacher, I like to give you small doable assignments that will actually help you move forward. So instead of you just reading something and you say, oh, that's nice. And then not changing. Nope. We want to see some real changes here. And when you do those assignments, you reply back to me on the email and I write back to you. It goes both ways. So again, you can take part by going to aboutprogress.com slash free. All right, shall we get into this month's theme? Here it is. Be true to you. This is our theme for February. Everything we talk about this month will somehow get back to this theme. Be true to you. So let me explain this theme a little bit, and I'll also do a lesson for you. One of my greatest purposes with this online community is to help women rediscover who they are. For me, I have learned that you can't really move forward with making lasting changes that we talked about last month without understanding better who you want to be, which is also what we talked about, 
But in order to really know who you even want to be, you have to honor who you truly are deep down within you. We are all born with innate gifts and personalities, interests, and characteristics. Somewhere along the line from infancy to full-fledged adulthood, we somehow lose who we are a bit or a lot. So let me start by introducing this uh, theme this year by asking you a series of questions, starting with what I think is the most important. And it's this, how are you not being true to yourself? With that, what, it, what interests have you made hidden? What things have you left unsaid? What priorities have you ignored? What ways have you not fully cared for yourself that you need? What ways have you not made time for yourself and your interests? And what parts of who you are have you denied or put on the back burner? Well, it's time to find that person again. This month, we are going to hear from people who have made it their life's work to help women find themselves again, Um, others who have pursued it themselves and made a lot of progress, and others, too, who have found so much fulfillment in being who they uniquely are in ways that I find very inspiring. So I know they'll inspire you, too, but I also want to remind you that your voice matters here on the show. So send in your own soundbite of how you've learned to be true to yourself in your life or what you've learned from the guests here and applied it in your own life or anything else related to the theme, be true to you. Just get on your voice memo on your phone, record me a quick message, just like we're face-to-face and chatting and you can email me at packerprogress at gmail.com and I also have a phone number for you too that I always seem to forget, but I have the information on my website about progress.com and then you click on be on the show and then it will give you the information, including the number if you'd prefer to do it that way. Be true to you. I'd like to do a little teaching related to this topic and I'm starting with this teaching in particular because I think it is one of the significant ways we have learned to hide who we truly are. And it's all about labels. Let me start by telling you something that's a good demonstration of labels. I drive a minivan and I love my my minivan and it works really well for our family of four. I especially love not having to worry about them slamming the car door into other doors. I love the ease of getting in and out. I love that they can walk around in the car to get in and out. Just little things like that have made a big difference in our family. But when we got our minivan a little over three and a half years ago, we noticed something really interesting. Cars and people driving those cars treated us way differently when we were in our minivan than when we drove our small SUV. And we got a ton more road rage for no good reason, I would add. People tailing us even when we're even going faster than the traffic flow, let alone following the traffic flow. Uh, We got cut off a ton more. People would not let us in. It was really eye-opening how differently people perceive a minivan versus another car. So people labeled us as a minivan and not in a positive way. 
A few weeks ago, I was driving home from the zoo with my kids, and I was in the far left lane, uh, going a little over the speed limit, but but um, the people around me were going far lower for some reason. That kind of happens where we live in Northern California. We've never been able to figure it out. Um, but behind me, I was following the car in front of me at you know the normal distance and keeping the flow with them. And behind me, I see a car, you know, coming up really quickly, and um, I see around me. I'm not able to get over yet, but I know right away in my head, I found myself saying, I'm a minivan. I need to get over. And then (laughs) I had to realize I was still, there was nowhere for me to go. I was doing the best I could, but I was still buying into that label that because I was a minivan, I had to be out of people's way. And, you know, of course I did get out of that person's way as soon as I could, but that was a label I realized I had taken on for myself and for many good reasons, and but also for some sadder reasons. And I think that's really representative of labels as a whole. And let me explain that a little too. Labels are not inherently bad. Many labels are very true to who we are, our values that we cherish, and our priorities. For example, here's a label that I really value greatly mother. I really value being a mother and having that label. I also love the label wife. I love the label religious, woman, athletic, a reader, all of those. Those are things I really value that are labels that others could assign to me or that I can assign to myself. But here is the trouble that we have with labels. And I think it's twofold. It's when we first allow a label to reign supreme at the detriment of others that also matter. And two, when we put in more boundaries than necessary with the labels that we have valued the most, that we don't allow ourselves to explore some that might seem contradictory to that reigning um, label, but who we are truly as well. So that was a lot of words I was throwing at you. So let me explain how a label, even one that you value, can still not be taken on appropriately and at the detriment of other labels that matter to you. Um, And I hope this is helpful. So for me, the biggest label that I both cherish, but that has in the past held me back is mother. Now, before you get upset, let me really explain this. Again, being a mother is something I cherish greatly and I adore, adore being a mom. But the first um, half of my motherhood life, though, I thought that being a good mom, like a good mother as a label, I also couldn't be anything else. It was selfish in my mind to explore pursuits or other labels or identities or passions or interests that lied outside of my mother label. And as much as I valued my motherhood, making that value reign supreme in ways that were the detriment of others until me not being able to explore other labels. And it was also detrimental to me and my happiness and in turn, my children. So we all suffered because I only allowed motherhood to be the label that I was assigned or as mother to be assigned to me and my interests and 
how I use my spare time, etc. As I allowed myself to explore other parts of myself that I had put on the back burner, I actually did not lose my label as mother. I deepened it because I was more fully myself, because I was allowed to bring on other labels alongside my motherhood. I was also allowed to bring mother my full self. So for me, one of those labels I had allowed um, back into my life was ambitious, which is something that I think was, I had thought was the opposite of mother. But as I dug into this old ambitious side of myself that I had put on the back burner and stuff down inside me, I discovered that those two labels, mother and ambitious, didn't have to be in their own lane in order to honor them both. And for a great podcast episode related to this whole motherhood discussion, especially, I'd like to refer you to Miranda Miranda Anderson of Live Free Creative. She has an episode called Wholeness and Motherhood. And I had already prepped most of this episode and was listening to that last night. And I just thought, you know, this is what I was trying to say. So let's let Miranda talk about that on her own show instead of me giving a whole soapbox on that, that you can be a mother and whether that's working or not. Let's make that very, very, very clear. I'm not saying you have to work or you have to stay home. I'm just saying you can be a mother and. So she's actually going to be our guest later this month, one of our guests, and not on that topic, on a different one related to being true to ourselves, but I highly recommend it. Again, it's Wholeness and Motherhood is the episode on her Live Free Creative podcast. Let me share another label that I um, carried in my life but in a way that drowned out my true self because I was trying to keep only in that lane of that label. And it's this, it's religious. Again, this is a label I hold with pride and I cherish it. But if you've listened to my faith episode, there were many years where this label, religious, in my mind, made me unable to move forward because I was not getting the answers I was seeking within my own faith label. And I truly believe if I had continued to pressure that label, like faithful religious label, like I had, I think I honestly would have denied that label altogether because I wasn't having the fulfillment I was seeking so desperately. So instead, I learned that I could couple my label as a faithful religious person with other labels like seeker, questioner and doubter even. I could be both. I could be religious and a questioner. And in fact, learning to own both of those labels freed me to be a far more effective and fulfilled religious woman than I had been in the past. So when I ask you to consider what labels you have attached to yourself or have been attached to you, I want you to decide which ones actually matter to you and that resonate with the values you have and who you want to be. And when I say that, I want to echo last month's episode with Tony Overbay. We talked about um, part of the interview, figuring out what your values are and how being true to those values will help you be even truer to yourself. So you can refer back to that episode. Um, Many of the women I work with have struggled figuring out who they are anymore. And if you are one of them, This month's free progress plan is for you. I'm going to walk you through it here and you don't have to have that printed off, but if you do, I think it would 
take this even further for you. So you can just go on my website aboutprogress.com slash free and I will email the plan for you to print out and you can write, 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 write and dive even deeper than we are going here and in ways I think will propel you even, even more. So let's talk about what I'm hoping you get from this now that you can also incorporate into your progress plan that you're going to print off. Um, so let me tell you how I was able to get a better sense of my values and my labels that I'd actually like to have as part of my life. And many of them were ones I already had, but like I said, were just uh, reigning supreme at the detriment of others. And I was just sticking to those, those precious few instead of allowing there to be more as part of them. So how I did this was reminding myself of who I was as a child. This is something we dig into my workshops as well as in my progress program, um, small group growth coaching for women. But I think it's so helpful in guiding us to remember who we really are by recalling who we were as children before life got to us and responsibilities and societal pressures or just trials and things that we can't help. So this is how I like to set this up. We're going to think about who you were as a child. And some of you honestly had traumatic childhoods. And so if that's the case for you, I am so sorry. And I don't mean this to bring up anything bad. And I hope that you are able to think about you as a child um, free from that trauma. So let's start with you as a more of a carefree child whatever age it might look like for you. It might be super young or some of you, it might be more of the grade school age or even up into middle school. If you were lucky, you were able to hold on to who you were naturally. So think of yourself as this naturally you child. What are some of the words others would have used to describe you as a child? I want you to think about them. When you were a child, what made you light up with joy and excitement and interest? What things were you naturally interested in? Caught your attention, engaged you, and drew you in. What things were you naturally interested in? What did you love to learn about? And how did you choose to use your time, especially if you had free time? Hopefully you had a lot of it as a kid, right? What did you want to be when you grew up? And what gifts did you have? Now, these can be talents or these can be, you know, spiritual gifts, characteristic gifts, um, emotional gifts. What gifts did you have as a child? Now, again, in the progress plan, that's where you can write this all out and really dig into it. But for the sake of the podcast, let's just imagine that little person in your mind, a little you, (laughs) And just say hello to that little one. Just try to think about what you looked like and what kind of clothes you'd wear as a kid and what you felt like as a kid. And just try to encapsulate a vision of you as a child in your mind. 
And as you imagine that child and what made you light up and what you were interested in and what you did with your time and what gifts you had, I want you to try to remember when some shifts happened for you and you began to lose who that little person was. And I want you to think what got in the way for you? What made you begin to shift away from who you naturally were? Maybe this happened more in grade school. Maybe it happened more as a teen for you, even as a young adult or graduating from college. Maybe that shift happened even more, getting married, um, starting work, becoming a parent. Those are just all options. Those don't need to all apply to all of us, but what life changes and trials, pressures and duties and responsibilities got in the way of you being that little person. That's my new Apple watch telling me to breathe. <laughs> now, okay, back on topic. I want to tell you this. When you think about those changes, the trials, the pressures, the duties, those are all excuses of what is getting in the way of you being that person. Now, I'm not saying they are not valid excuses. Oh, I most certainly am saying they are valid. Life is valid and these things are valid, but I'm just going to call them excuses from here on out because they're just ways of things that got in your way. Here's what I want to tell you about those excuses. You still have options. One of the lovely progressors from last month's Dear Progressor episode that was just last week talked about learning this from her therapist that you always have options. Let me teach you what I mean about this by sharing more about when I've done this exercise myself, um, how this worked for me. So when I thought about myself as a child, I remembered my childhood self as a little girl who was very determined and curious, ambitious, outdoorsy, a performer, a reader, a girl who was passionate about learning, interested in others, a little girl desirous to be kind and good. And when I was little, I wanted to be a lot of things when I grew up. I wanted to be a dancer, a broadcast journalist, a mother, a talk show host, a teacher, a wife, an actress, I mean, a baker, it went on and on. In my mind as a kid, none of those things were mutually exclusive. I thought about being a dancer just as much as I thought about being a mother. And when I think about what got in the way of me being my full self, my true self, <laughs> you might already know what this is. It was perfectionism. Perfectionism got in the way of me being that light, curious, ambitious, outdoorsy, performer, reader, passionate, interested in others, wanting to be good little girl. And beyond that, there, my responsibilities, you know, with life as a student, a daughter, and later as a teacher, and then a mother, things that I really valued that used to be a big part of myself, uh, just didn't have the time to explore. And they took the backseat or were stuffed down completely. 
So I want to give you a little example of this. So let's take performer for a second here. I was always ready for some attention growing up. I mean, my family loves to tell stories about the different things I did to get attention and they are so embarrassing, <laughs> but I really loved that attention. I enjoyed dancing and the thrill of the stage. Then as I grew up, I loved musical theater in high school and performing, and it became a, such an important piece of who I was, something in my very soul that was totally me, Monica. And I have not done performing of any kind since I was 18. So that's been a lot of years now. What got in the way? What got in the way of that? Well, my confidence. I was comparing myself to others. And I was always high strung about how bad I was compared to them. You know, in short, my perfectionism got in the way of my joy of these labels that I used to love so dearly. And those things drowned out the joy. Also with that, I didn't get accepted to BYU's performing group when I tried out. And I just decided, oh, well, I guess I won't do that anymore. And I don't remember feeling super depressed, but I think I say that now more as a, as um, me pretending it didn't bother me as much as it actually did. And I did that as a way to protect myself. I just decided, oh, time to move on to, I became really into academics and became um, really passionate about scholarly work, but I kind of did that as an excuse, as a way to protect myself. And what did I want to protect myself from? Well, from failure. Because if I no longer tried to pursue that side of me, I didn't have to fail. I was protecting myself from exposure, from hard work, and from living differently than maybe I thought was righteous and good, and on and on and on. So those excuses that got in the way of me performing, while they're very valid and life, you know, it's just life, um, they still got in the way of me seeing that I actually still had the option to pursue being a performer. And let me tell you how I know that is still a part of me that I have ignored. I bawl my eyes out watching the opening scene to La La Land like every time. I love going to plays and musicals, but half of my love of it, I feel so much regret in my heart and just sadness that I'm not up there too. And I always wonder what would have happened if I hadn't let life get in the way, if I had just kept trying. And so for you, again, this month's free progress plan will help you work through this yourself to kind of narrow in what really did matter to you that you actually think still does and you've just ignored it or pushed it aside for one reason or another. Let's consider one or two things from your childhood self that you still find yourself thinking about, or maybe that you get reminded of that person and you feel that pang of regret. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Again, you still have options, truly. So think about those excuses, the things that got in the way of you doing those, those passions or having those labels on you. And let's think about why are those excuses serving you? Meaning, what are those excuses protecting you from? Remember for me, I said they were protecting me from failure and from fear and exposure. You need to know why those excuses are protecting you so that you don't need to hold on to them anymore. So naming how those excuses are protecting you will enable to say, thank you. Thank you for protecting me. And now I'm ready to move on now because I still have options. Let's consider my performance label there. So I still have options. <laughs> I might not be able to go back in time 
and become an Academy Award winner actress, but I still have options. I have so many options. In fact, right now, I can attend a local acting class, or I can try out for an amateur community play. I can take voice like lessons to work on my um, talent there that I that I don't really feel like I had fully, but that I'd love to explore more. I can even incorporate some type of performing in my life as a podcaster, a speaker, or a coach, you know, because a good speaker needs a little drama, right? <laughs> and there is an aspect of performing performance to what I do here. So I still have options and you do too. So what excuses are clouding out your ability to see your options? This month, I want you to remind yourself that you can be who you are by exploring who you were. Let me say that again. You can be who you are by exploring who you were. And when you think about who you were, you can use your do something bucket list that we introduced last month to explore those things that you put on the back burner, fun and challenging ways that will help you recall the child in you. So maybe you need to get out there and climb some trees as an adult, (laughs) go rollerblading. Maybe you need to create again without worrying about the outcome and how good it will look or how bad or how people will judge it. Do some finger painting. I am so dead serious here. You need to get in tune with who you are by reminding yourself who you were. And since I, (laughs) Sam doing again here, since I stutter, I'm going to say it again. And you are also forgiving of me being a human here. Get in tune with who you are by reminding yourself who you were. That's what we're going to explore this month. Who is a real you and how can we be true to you? I am here to listen and to join in alongside you. You can be sure to share your own growth here by participating on our Instagram page at About Crop Progress or joining our private Facebook group, which has been so awesome. And I've linked to that in the show notes. And send me your soundbite to packerprogress at gmail.com. And if you want a lot more guidance in figuring out who you are and what you can do to become that person more again, you can join my progress program. And you can learn more about that on my site too, because I would love love to have you participate. I am so looking forward to the rest of the month as we are exploring Be True to You. And I hope this was really helpful for you.